got an email last week from someone saying that according to uh, the WhatsApp group that they belong to, Rabbi Leibowitz said that they could buy salmon from Costco for Pesach. So they wanted to clarify whether they're ever allowed to buy salmon from Costco and whether they could buy salmon from Costco for Pesach. So I thought it was no get to this week's parsha, this past week's parsha, um, whether you can buy uh, kosher fish in a place that is not certified kosher. Can you go into a Costco and see the fresh salmon packaged and just buy packaged fresh salmon um, you know, that, they, that, they, that they have there? It's uh, very delicious and much cheaper than buying it in a regular fish store. So there, there are really three issues over here. First issue is whether there is a halacha that one must actually see the simanim in the fish in order to be able to, uh, to eat it. Uh, second issue is, even if you don't need to see the simanim on the fish, but you do at least need to be able to know for sure that what you're eating is a kosher fish, even without seeing the simanim. So the second issue is just, can you trust that it is what they say it is, even if you don't need to see the simanim, but how do you know that you can trust that, uh, that it is what they say it is? And then the third issue is, even if you could trust that it is what they say it is, but then do you have to be concerned that maybe something else affected it, a non-kosher knife, um, non-kosher ingredients that were added to it uh, or anything of that nature. So let's take one at a time. So the background is in Parsha Shemini, the Simani Kashos of animals and fish are listed by birds. It doesn't list Simani Kashos, it just lists 24 non-kosher birds. The Mishnah Chulin gives Simani Kashos, but those Simanim are more of an observation that the Mishnah has, that these are the non-kosher birds, so this is what they seem to have in common, whereas the Simanim by fish, of fins and scales, and by animals, of chewing cut and having split off, those are actual Simanim, those are actual Simanim Mida or Raisa. The Ramah in Yardes and Pebeis says that since we don't know how to apply the simanim of Chazal, we have, uh, we have to have a mesora for any bird. When it comes to birds, we need to have a mesora because uh, the observations of Chazal aren't abundantly clear to us. And Chayadim, Chaznish, and other poskim suggest that maybe we should require a mesora for an animal as well. That not only do birds need a mesora, that's the whole issue with turkey. That turkey, it seems that uh, the mesora was, re- was, was reinvented by accident. Uh, you know, people didn't know what they were doing and they started eating turkey. And then and they realized afterwards that, uh, that, that they didn't really have a Masora. So does that, the fact that people were doing it for whatever, 50, 60 years before they hopped on, that they didn't really have a Masora, does that create a Masora? So that's an issue with Turkey. By, by animals, if you're a machmir for that cheetah, you have the issue with the giraffe and the zebu and the buffalo and all these other animals that we don't have a Masora for, but do have clearly the simonim of kashras. We discussed once that the idea that people tell you that we don't eat giraffe because you can't find the place to shech giraffe is not true. If you can't find the place where to shech the giraffe, you have to be blind. It's gigantic, the place where you could, uh, where you could shech the giraffe. It's because it's very, very expensive, and it's because it's, uh, the meat's not very good, and because it's, uh, if you're makbid about a mesora, you don't have a mesora for, uh, for a giraffe. But anyway, that's, that's when it comes to animals. What about fish? Do you need a mesora in order to identify fish? So Rabbein Yehuda ben Arash writes, and all the posts can assume this way, that a mesora is not necessary for fish. There are tens of thousands thousands of fish, and it's not shaykh to have a mesora for each and every one that's kosher, as long as you see scales on the fish, so everything that has scales has fins as well, so as long as you're able to identify the fish by its scales, that is for sure good enough. You don't need, uh, you don't need more than that. There is a fascinating discussion in already Rishonim, but Achronim as well, about what, if, what defines something as a fish. Is a fish anything that lives in the water, or does it have to look like a fish? Meaning if you draw a picture of it with a, with a tail and, uh, you know, a 
pointy nose, that it has to actually look like a fish. What if you have something like um, Rabbeinu Paris discusses barbuta, which they identify as soul. Apparently, a soul fish has, uh, doesn't, doesn't have an, a tail that looks like a fish. It's more of a straight-edged tail that doesn't look like a, a fish. So is that kosher? Is it not kosher? So generally speaking, I think the post are, are makel. The Aruch HaShulchan says that sea animals in general are considered fish, and if it has scales, it's automatically kosher. But the Barbuta, that was a famous machlokas rishonim, Rabbeinu Peretz and others, that's another Yudha Zetshuva, that I think Rabbeinu Ephraim had a dream once, where I, first he was makel on the Barbuta fish, and then he went to sleep, and in his dream, they brought him, uh, they were bringing him like chazer uh, shmaltz or something, and he said, what do you think? I'm a rabbi, I don't eat that stuff, I'm an Orthodox Jew. And they said to him, what do you mean, it's no different than what you were a here today. So he woke up and he was all shaken up, so he, uh, he changed his psaac. So Nadvida says, yeah. If if he would have uh, if 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 if, uh, if he if if he would have been sure of his psak, he wouldn't have changed his psak from the dream. It was only because he had spakus in the first place. Why do you think he had the dream? He had the dream because he had spakus in the first place. He never would have uh, he never would have had the dream if the psak was that uh, that you're allowed to eat cow meat or something like that. You know, there never would have been such a dream. We don't we don't buy into the dream. Generally speaking, we assume that anything that looks like that anything that lives in the water is a fish for these purposes. So good. So now we know a fish needs. Fish and scales, and that's it. You don't need to have a Mesora. The Rambam in Sefer Mitzvah writes that to determine the that determining the kosher status of an animal before eating it is a mitzvah assay. The Ravid says, no, it's not a mitzvah assay to see the simone kashos of an animal. It's a lava bamilchal assay. That you're not allowed to eat an animal unless you've determined that it's kosher. But it's not that there's a mitzvah assay, dafka, to identify the kashos of, uh, of an animal. So there's a chakira that the Achorim have, the Ragachavra, as in Machalos Asuras and others. Does the Rambam mean, when he says that it's a mitzvah assay, that I have to actually see the simanim? Or does it just mean that I have to know that what I'm eating is a kosher species? Meaning, what exactly is this mitzvah saseh? Do I have to know before I eat it that it's salmon? And if I were able to take a little bit of its flesh and have it examined in a lab and they would tell me it's salmon, that's good enough? Or do I need to actually see the simanim on the, uh, the animal? So, the Achorim suggests it may depend on the girsa in the Rambam. The Rambam, one girsa is mitzvah saseh livdo kasimanim. The other girsa we have in the Rambam is mitzvah saseh leida. Hasimanim. So if it's livdok, it could be you actually have to see the simanim. If it's leida, it could just be that you have to know that it, that that that, uh, that it's a kosher fish. The Sefer Achinuch Mitzvah Kufnun Gimel says somebody who eats without examining uh, whether it's kosher is uh, even if it does turn out to be kosher was mevatale mitzvah say They somehow connect this to the famous chakira whether the simanim. It's a funny sounding chakira whether the simane kashrus are a simin or a siba. It's a funny sounding chakir because they're called simone kasha. So it's funny to say that it's not a sim. But is it a simon or a sim? Is it the fins and scales that make it a kosher fish? Or no, a salmon is a kosher fish. And the way to know that it's a salmon is that it has fins and scales and it looks like a salmon. So is it a simon or a sim? They try to connect this to this whole discussion. But at the end of the day, we generally assume that... Um, that that the, the, and Dar says this way, and that, that even the Rambam and Chinuch say that you have a mitzvah to look for simanim would not say that you actually have to see the simanim. We generally assume if you know that it's a salmon, you know that it's a flounder, you know that it's a name your kosher fish, whatever a gefilta, right? If you know that it's uh, that was a joke. If you, if you know that that it's uh, that it's any of these that it's any of these things, you don't have to actually see the simanim. And they have rayas to this. First of all, the Rambam says mitzvah say livdo kasimanim shemavdilim behem bein behema. V'chaya v'of. That is mitzvah say to identify the simanim by behema, chaya, 
and Oaf. Now, Oaf doesn't have any Siman Midaraisa. It's just Chazal's observations. So it can't be that it's a mitzvah to see the Siman Oaf. No, obviously what it means is that you have to know that it's kosher. You have, to, you have to be able to identify it as one of those species that are kosher. Also, the Gemara discusses what about a fish that doesn't have fins right now and scales right now, but also the Gad Hazman. It's going to grow fins and scales. Well, if the Halacha, and the Gemara says that we're mekel, that it's mutter, that if, even though it doesn't have fins and scales right now, but if the Halacha was that you actually have to see the fins and scales, then how could you be mekel? It doesn't have fins and scales. No, you just have to identify the min. So as far as issue number one, in identifying, do you have to actually see the fins and scales? No, you don't have to actually see the fins and scales. So if you go into a store and you know that what you're, what you're looking at is a salmon, even though it's been totally filleted and, the, and totally skinned, all the skin is off, you don't see any scales, you, that, that is fine. Now, how do you know, the issue number two though, is how do you know that what you're looking at is actually salmon. Maybe it's something else. It could be any kind of fish. So they have a Masora from Ramesha that Ramesha said that salmon is uh, unique in that it's the only fish that has a, a, that pink flesh, that has that unique color. And therefore, if it's, uh, that's a simon mufak, that it's definitely salmon. So you can, it's, you're not trusting the guy, your guy who tells you that it's salmon. You're not trusting whoever works at Costco. You're trusting the fact that what your eyes see, that you, you see right in front of you, that it has that pink flesh. It turns out if you go to Costco, you'll see that it's not the only one with pink flesh. There is another type of fish with pink flesh also. That's called a red trout. That also has pink flesh. It's also kosher, though. So the only two types of fish that have this kind of uh, colored flesh are, uh, are salmon. But then, later on, some people have discovered that maybe that's not the best kula, because maybe that's not, that's not so convincing, because they discovered when they started farming salmon that the pink flesh is not natural to the salmon. What happens? How does the salmon get pink flesh? What happened was, it used to be that you get salmon from the wild. But then they started farming salmon because it was so, such high demand that you want to make sure that you have enough, uh, enough supply of it. So when you farm salmon, it's not, it's not just eating whatever it's eating in the ocean. It's not just eating whatever uh, lobster and krill or whatever else it's eating. up. It's eating what you feed it, right? And they realized that the farmed salmon was delicious. It was excellent. It was high quality. And no one was buying it. Why was no one buying it? Because it didn't have that pink flesh. It had a much paler flesh. And people looked at it and said, look, I want to buy salmon. That's not salmon. But they, when they eyeballed it, they saw it's not That's Why didn't it have the pink flesh? Because the diet they were giving it didn't have that which would make it the, 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 that, that which would make it the carotenes that would make it uh, that, would, that would make the flesh pink. And they realized all we need to do is give it a diet that's rich in krill and uh, lobster and other things that will, uh, you know, make sure there's or carotene supplements that the uh, that the fish will be able to eat that will give it a pink flesh, and then uh, then it will be no problem. And that's what they do. So they give it a diet full of carotenes, rich in carotenes, so that it will look like a regular a regular salmon. So wait a second. Some argued if you could do that, if you could, if, if you could manipulate the fish based on the diet and give it that pink flesh, then what's your riot? Then Ramosh is told you so that if you see a pink flesh, it's a riot that it's It's not true. You see that, uh, that you, could, you feed anything um, that, that, that diet and it would be, it would be salmon. So uh, I, I listened to a shir from this Rabbi Danny Stein, and he said that he spoke to the OU, and the OU conducted a study on this issue, and uh, they found that it's true that if you give people or animals or fish 
a uh, diet rich in carotene supplements, they have to do, their body has to process that supplement in some way. The carotene has to be processed in some way. But every animal processes it differently. Some expel the carotene. Some store it in their skin. That's why tanning pills, uh, that's why Donald Trump is orange, right? When you, when you, when you take tanning pills so that the carotene supplements are stored in the skin, very, uh, the, very few things will actually store it in the flesh and will actually develop the pinkish flesh. And it turns out that the only thing that they've been able to successfully turn the flesh pink by, with the carotene supplements is with salmon, is with, uh, with kosher fish. So therefore, of Moshe's Yisod seems to hold true that when you see that pinkish flesh, you know that, you're, that what you have is salmon. So can you trust the guy to tell you it's salmon? No. But it could be that, that you, can, uh, you can clearly identify it as such anyway. Again, assuming like we Paskin, that you don't have to be able to see the scales. You just need to know it's salmon. So you see it with your own eyes that it's got to be salmon. What about the third issue, though? You, know, you don't know what knife was used, whether it was a non-kosher knife that was used, whether, uh, what other ingredients were. In fact, if you go into uh, BJ sometimes and with the salmon, it will say, uh, coloring added. Coloring? What's in that coloring? So it turns out, when they say coloring added, what they mean is that they gave the fish a diet while it was alive of carotene supplements. It doesn't mean that they actually, after it was dead, colored it. They don't do that. They, uh, the way they, they add the color is through the diet that they, uh, that they feed the fish. But what about the knives that they use? So I went to Costco once in the back and I started uh, asking a lot of questions and uh, looking at how, where the salmon comes from. They weren't so agreeable to letting me in because but but they they did ultimately i convinced them and the the, uh essentially what happens it it all comes totally filleted and totally uh cut already when when it gets to the store all they do in the store is they wrap it in uh the 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 box and the plastic and that's it it comes in these giant crates but it's all totally filleted who fillets it who does all the cutting that's the grower the grower only grows salmon all they ever deal with is salmon they're not cutting anything else so the knives that the grower is using, I think we have every right to assume they're not bringing their own knives from home and, you know, whatever. They're, 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 using, uh, they're using knives that are only used for what they do, which is processing salmon. So in a big place like Costco or like BJ's, that's where they're getting, from. they're getting a supply from the grower. They're not doing any of their own cutting and it's all coming straight from there. And even if they were doing their own cutting, uh, probably you could just uh, rinse it off and it would be fine because they're using cold. It's all cold. There's nothing. Uh, there's no heat. There's no transference of time. So you'd be able to rinse off the uh, the flesh anyway, which most people do anyway before they uh, they cook their salmon. But it's probably not even not even necessary when you buy there. So someone said to me, "Oh, so then you should be able to go to any fish store and buy salmon at any fish store." So you have to be careful. You go to any fish store. Yeah, you might be able to identify the salmon, but they're cutting a lot of things, and they have all sorts of uh, knives and things to fillet the fish with in any regular fish store. So the minute used to be in the old days that if you wanted to go to a, to a fish store to buy a kosher fish, you'd look at the kosher fish, you'd see the scales, and you'd bring your own knife, and you would say, I want that fish, and you'd give the guy your knife to fillet the fish with. And that way you know that he was using your knife, he'd roll out a piece of paper, so, and he'd uh, fillet it with your knife. That, that was always the minute. That's what our bubbies did, right? That's, uh, that's what they, before they had all kosher places. That's what they, that's what they used to do. So, uh, but that, that's, that's necessary because they are using knives to, to, uh, to make other things. Someone said to me, so if I have to go out for a business lunch and we go to a sushi place, so maybe I should be able to have uh, the salmon sushi. So again, no, you can't do that because they're cutting it with all sorts of, who knows what 
they're cutting it with, and what else is uh, is being cut? Aside from the fact that the rice is bishalat and everything, but still you can't uh, you can't do it. But I'm just talking about buying from a place where you know that that's all they make. So the color added is not a problem. Now the frozen salmon is maybe a little different because what the OU discovered is that with frozen salmon they um, they they put a they apply a glaze to it before they freeze it. So the glaze requires hashgacha. So the, 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 it happens to be in Costco, the Kirkland frozen salmon has an OU on it. It actually has hashgacha. I was asked about it this week that they said it lost the OU. It doesn't have an OU anymore. So I spoke to the OU. They said it didn't lose the OU. There was a packaging mistake where they forgot to put the, they, they put it in packages that didn't have an OU, but with all of it's still under hashgacha and it's kosher le pesach also, they said. So the fresh salmon, the frozen salmon, it's all kosher and it's all kosher le pesach. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.